Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at whether dividend investing is still a good idea, then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market and where it's heading along with answering your questions and also looking at stocks for you. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian Stock Market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. For as long as I can remember, it has been a general practice for investors, especially retirees, to invest in high dividend paying stocks to generate income. Now whilst there's some merit in this strategy, I could argue the opposite. It has often been a good strategy to be a long-term holder of banking stocks to collect dividends, but over the past five years, banks have been falling heavily. Another example is Telstra, which fell over 60% for almost a decade, although it's been rising recently. When a stock falls heavily, its dividend yield increases, which makes it attractive to investors. But the question you have to ask yourself is, is it smart to invest in a company that is falling in value? Think about it. Why would you invest in a stock to receive a 5% dividend yield when the price of the stock is falling significantly more than the dividend you would receive? It just doesn't make sense. If you look at the three of the big four banks, including ANZ, NAB and Westpac, the fall from their 2015 highs is well over 50%, whilst Commonwealth Bank is down over 30%. Now in March this year, the banks all fell further in price with the coronavirus crash, and as a result, their dividend yields rose. ANZ, NAB and Westpac were all paying a dividend yield over 9%, whilst Commonwealth Bank was paying a dividend yield over 6%. Now here's the real kicker. Investors want certainty, and when they see a high dividend yield, they expect they will receive this dividend yield year in, year out. But unfortunately, this is a false assumption. When the share price is falling, this often means that the earnings of the company is also falling. Consequently, the dividend payer will often be reduced or cut altogether. In the current market conditions, we know that banking dividends are not only in jeopardy of being reduced, 
but in some cases they are in danger of being cancelled altogether. So this begs the question, does the practice of dividend yield investing still have a place in your investment strategy? In my opinion, it's far better to make the decision to invest in stocks that are rising first and then looking at the potential dividend yield. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, with all of the sectors in the Australian stock market have traded down last week. Now, things are not as bad as you might think. Utilities was the top performer, only down 1.6%, and this was followed by materials down 2.5%, and energy, which was down 3.69%. Now, the worst performing sectors for the week include industrials, and it was down 7%, consumer discretionary was down over 5%, and healthcare, well, that was down just under 5%. Now, whilst all those negative figures sound bad, the down move so far has been orderly rather than driven by panic, and this is a good sign. Looking at the top 100 stocks in the ASX, Evolution Mining topped the list up over 9%, and this was followed by Northern Star Resources up over 4%, while Crown Resorts, Osnet, and JB Hi-Fi, they were all up around 2% for last week. Now, the worst performers included Challenger, and that was down over 15%, whilst Lendlease, Reliance Worldwide, Virgin Money, and Flight Center, well, they were all down over 13%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the chance for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for the week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Well, last week was an exciting one on our market because it looks like we're starting that downward move that I was expecting. Now, for those of you who've been watching the reports for a while, you will remember that I thought our market could should rise for one to four weeks before starting a move down. Now, you need to be really cognizant of the fact that the markets, whether they're bullish or bearish, they'll always move in the opposite direction to the prevailing trend. And, and what I mean by that is right now, over the last couple of weeks, I've been seeing a lot of people saying, hey, the the market's going up now, the market's bullish, the market's in an uptrend, and it's not. It definitely is not in an uptrend. We are currently in a bear market. We're in a technical bear market, and uh, at this point in time, I still need to consume, consume, assume that that will continue. But let's have a quick look at the chart, and I'll actually show you why I think that. So let me put my glasses on. Um, looking here on the right-hand side, you can see here, this is a monthly chart of the All Ordinaries Index. Now you can see here how that fall from the all-time high back in February, which was back here on that, uh, if you look on the right, you can see it'll be, well, point on the 20 weekend in the 21st of February where we had an all-time high of 7289 now the fall was 39.24 percent which you can see right to the bottom of the 23rd of March now what that tells me is the market is bearish a bear market is a 20 percent fall and a crash is 25 plus percent fall right now we're still below both of those figures or not both of those figures not both the crash one but we're still in a technical bear market now generally bear markets will take a lot longer than a few weeks um, that we had but uh, you normally would see that over you know, sometimes over a couple of years or even longer depending on the market we've seen the Dow fall away for several years we've seen our market fall away for I think three years I think that's one of the longest times I've seen our market fall away for but right now we are technically in a bear market and this is really where I need to stress for everybody there's a lot of um, how do I say it without being rude would be experts out there and people thinking they know what's going on in the market saying the market's in an uptrend now stocks are in an uptrend now 
now the market's you know now bullish now but they're not doing that on confirmation they're speculating on the market and one thing I know with 100% certainty is you speculate you will lose a lot more than you win and you'll have some big hits done on your stocks and all your portfolios it's almost like gambling um, right now there is no confirmation of anything so in a bull market you'll see the market rise up and it'll go backwards for a bit It'll go up, it'll go backwards for a bit, it'll go up, it'll go backwards for a bit. In a bear market, you see the opposite. It'll go down, it'll come back up a bit, it'll go down, it'll come back up again. And you need to understand that that's what it's going to do. Now, right now, in a bear market, it is going up a little bit. So we've seen that over the last few weeks. Now, we need to determine whether the next move down is the move in a bull market, meaning going up and coming back a little bit, or whether it's still in a bear market, it's risen up, and now the primary trend is starting again. And that's the thing we haven't confirmed yet. Which is why I keep saying to you, to you the market is quite dangerous at this point in time because it could be lulling people into a false sense of security and this is where you get terms like suckers rally, uh, bear market rally, all sorts of different um, terms that come out for these moves ups in a bear market and uh, as I said there's a lot of people out trying to pick um, cheap stocks or what they perceive as cheap stocks and um, and it is dangerous any job anybody trading at this particular time unless you're highly educated is can be very very dangerous so investors getting in the market trying to get stocks at low prices again just to get dividends is still dangerous in my view so and I know a lot of people use a blanket excuse going well I'm looking at it for the long term well that's a blanket excuse that I don't I really don't think cuts it if that makes sense and I'm not trying to be rude to anybody but if you buy a stock and you think, I'm buying it for the long term and you're buying it at $10 and it falls to $5 over the next month or two months or whatever that time means and you're going I'm buying it for the long term well, why did you buy it in the first place it's really you should be waiting for the market to settle before you start to get into it and we haven't had that confirmation so let's have a look at the chart again and, and go and have a look and see where we're right at the moment now the low on the 23rd of March we've seen the market rise 26.85 percent through to two weeks ago that was the week ending the 17th of april we hit five six one eight points so that was one two three four weeks up if i just expand that up we'll actually see it um, a bit easier so you can see here one two sorry three weeks up we've had last week it's traded right down and so we've seen here it opened on its high um, at five five four four it did trade right down oh, sorry near its high sorry its high was five 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 zero um, interestingly it traded right down low and it came back later there and so it closed up at 5,300 points now I would have if the market was bullish and proving to it was going to be bullish then that close would have been a lot 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 higher um, if we look at the Dow the Dow closed a lot higher on its bar even though it was a downward week for the uh, for the Dow as well it closed right up near the top of the bar so that would suggest the Dow would go up this week um, this is suggesting me our market's still a bit weak and so it's quite possible our market will fall away this week and I'd like it to fall away this week too and that sounds a bit strange doesn't it I want the market to fall but as long as it stays above about 5,000 points I'm going to be quite happy to say well then the pendulum is now swinging for me being a little bit more bearish to be me being a little bit more bullish now I'm not trying to say that to get you too excited about the market I'm just saying right now the jury's out still and as I said so whilst there's some positive news 
just like the COVID-19, whilst we're getting positive news, we've still got COVID-19 and right now we've still got a dangerous market for people who don't know what they're doing and, and really it's the experts keep telling you to stay out and to be careful and yet most people are still getting, they're trying to get in and make lots of profit. So uh, you need to have a look at uh, what you're doing and determine if you really are looking after yourself and your money. But at this point in time, I, I think our market, as I said, as long as it stays above that 5,000 points and then starts to rise, then the pendulum will start swinging a little bit further towards me going, yes, I think the low we've had. It's quite possible that our market will move up in the, for another two more, three more weeks into, into May um, and then still come down below the low of the 23rd of March. But at this point in time, if it does go below 5,000 points, I think the low of the 23rd of March is in danger of being broken. But again, like I was saying a few weeks ago, I thought, you know, a market's probably had 80% of the fall it was going to have anyway. So, but right now time will tell. Um, and that's really the only thing that I need, a little bit more time, a little bit more action on the market to see where it is. And then I might call the low has occurred. But right now I'm still sitting on my hand and taking it um, easy. But uh, thanks for watching um, to this video so far, but let's go into our first question for the week. Now, the first question we've got today is from Lurk in the Shadows. Uh, he says, can you please look at near maps or NEA is the stock ticket code looking to buy in but waiting for an entry point. So let's go and have a look at the chart of near map. I know I've had a couple of people ask me about near map over the last couple of months, but let's bring that up at this point in time. Um, right now, um, it is looking like it's quite bearish actually. So you can see here on the monthly chart here back, it's all time high is back in June 2019, but if I put my little uh, a tool on there, you can see how far it's actually fallen. It's fallen about three quarters of its price um, over that period of time. And if we go a little bit further, you can actually see how far it's, I've used the wrong tool again. Let me get my right, that's the one I wanna use. Um, if we go down at one stage, it was down around 80% and currently it's down around about 72%. At this point in time, it's not a stock that I'd be staying into. It does look, it's, it is starting, it did move up a little bit through here. So let's open up the weekly chart. It's a little bit more interesting, but you can see it was struggling right through here. It's only one, two weeks up, just slightly beat that week. So it doesn't tell me that this stock is strong right yet. At the, um, I would just seriously be sitting back waiting for this one, guys. I wouldn't be getting into it. It rose up 67.47%, which is probably why you're interested in it. I know a lot of people get interested in stocks when they start to move up in big uh, numbers like this, but right now you could be catching a falling knife. See how it closed, it opened, it pushed up, couldn't get through, through the high of the previous week. And it's traded right down on as low as it suggests it's going to keep going down. It hasn't told me it stopped falling away yet. And this could be, as I said, it's quite possible this will fall through the low that it's had recently and start falling away much further than that. But right now it's worth looking at. It's worth keeping on your watch list. If it does prove it's strong or it has some strength in there, then it stopped falling. And then, like I said a little bit earlier in my report with the All Lords part of uh, my report, then it might confirm that it's starting to go up. But uh, be very, very careful with this at the moment. So just sit back and wait. But do have some good solid rules on it and also have a good, nice, tight stop loss on that as well. But let's get into the next question. The next one is from Tynan, who says, Hi, Airline Virgin Australia just went into administration. Do you think the main competitor, Qantas, is a good buy? No, no, no. 
um, is pretty much my answer. We'll go and look at the Qantas chart. Um, just because Virgin has gone into administration doesn't mean um, it's going to be not flying again. It just means it's gone into administration. So it's still not particular. It's not. It hasn't been shut down altogether and uh, and closed up and put into bankruptcy. There are people out there looking to invest in it and buy, and we've seen we've seen that they're looking at obviously the numbers over the next few weeks to see whether they will take it on. Um, so at this point in time. Whether Qantas is a good buy, I don't buy airlines. It's pretty much as simple as that. I just don't buy airlines because I just find them a little bit high risk and you do see them a lot more volatile. But let's have a look at the Qantas chart and you'll actually start to see what I mean when we go onto the Qantas chart. So looking at the Qantas chart, you can see how volatile this stock is over a period of time. Now you can make some good money on it, um, but you do need to know what you're doing. And Qantas, even though Virgin's gone into administration, if we look at the Qantas chart, you can see it's not strongly bullish at this point in time on there. And if we go to the weekly chart and bring that up, Virgin went into administration and Qantas is looking reasonably bearish at this point in time. So again, we've seen one, two, three, four weeks up a little bit there. But right now, I wouldn't be getting into Qantas at all. Qantas will make money over the long haul, but you've got to think it's put a lot of planes into cotton wool at the moment. There's a lot of holding costs with airlines. It's got planes sitting on tarmac, uh, on a tarmac or tarmacs um, all around Australia. People aren't going to be traveling in droves once they open up the borders. Um, we may have a lot of restrictions on us traveling um, internationally. There are countries that our government will not let us travel to for a long time and it could be up to two years before we can travel to some countries. There's some countries that, that uh, people might want to come to Australia but our, our government may not let them in. Um, if they do, they may put them into to, you know, um, 14 days um, quarantine, all of those sorts of things. It's way too early to be looking at airlines for your portfolio. But thanks for asking the question. It's a good, um, as I said, it was a good idea to ask the question. I think that's probably what I'm trying to say, but uh, thank you for asking that question. Next one we got is from Ajeed who says, Hi Dale, great video, thanks. Uh, my pleasure, matey. Um, he says, with current condition in oil market, and we all know oil price will not stay this low for very long, what do you think about oil ETF like triple uh, zero oh, oh, oh. Um, It's an ETF. It's a beta shares ETF. Um, you guys know my thoughts on ETFs. I'm not a big ETF fan. I'm actually pretty much the opposite um, of an ETF fan. And interestingly, you can see here how bearish those charts look. Um, looking at that monthly chart, that's just hugely bearish. Uh, this ETF has really traded down pretty much its whole time um, and right now there's no reason to suggest this is bullish at all and it's just saying stay right out of it. And thing is oil, where there's an oversupply of oil at this point in time and the longer this goes on, humans adapt. That's what we do. You know, that's already, Europe's already come out and said there's not going to be internal combustion engines in cars in the next 20 years. So therefore, all the car manufacturers are going hell for leather making electric vehicles, which makes means we're not going to be driving as much. So right now, oil's down from a few different things. Obviously, the, the Russia, um, Saudi Arabia oil war. Obviously, there's a big, there's an economic war against the US is another thing there is they're trying to get the US out of being oil. Um, you know, to me, you know, you're going to see oil really pay a lot less, um, how do I say it, 
uh, a lot less of a part in our lives going forward in the coming decades in the next 20 30 years will be our reliance on oil will be a hell of a lot less because we'll be coming up with other things and uh, we already have obviously with battery technologies um, and obviously renewable energies so to me right now I don't see a bottom for oil at this point in time I know it's searching for one but it could be two three four months before it bottoms out uh, it could be six to twelve months or two years so right now the answer is no stay out of this ETF because you could be catching a falling life it could just sit there or it could do the opposite in or not the uh, it could just just go sideways for the next year or two or three years we don't know right now but at this point in time stay right out of that stock or out of that ETF um the next question is from uh, Chris who says hi Dar with the quarterly report coming out this week I expect the market to be going down um, I'm an accountant so I'm assuming you're meaning uh, the US quarterly reporting I'm assuming that because Australia doesn't report quarterly although we do put out figures um, companies do put out figures um, I will just still wait and learn before I enter the market good idea um, a curiosity question about a2 milk in the ASX it is definitely a buy based on your book trend strategy um, but with the current market I am not sure whether it will be impacted by the market as it looks like it not be affected by the market in March could you please give some ideas about it and when applies your book strategy do I need to consider the current market situation um, let's go and have a look at the chart and just see from them you didn't actually say really sort of what rule in my book but there's a2 milk um, it's from my book strategy mm. It is trending up. That's one thing it is. It's one of those stocks that is trending up. It does look good. Um, Australia is in a very good position at this point in time. Economically, I think Australia will kick the world's butt over the coming years. I really do think. And we need to be... Um, how, do I, how do I say this? We need to be cognizant of our, our government is trying to get us out of this economic hole that we're currently in, like the rest of the world, as fast as they can. But pulling the trigger in Australia, if we can be COVID-19 free over the coming months, that's a huge advantage for Australia in world markets because we could be doing a lot of stuff like producing milk products like A2 milk um, to get over to other markets because it's going to be safe. The rest of the world will find, will determine Australia as a safe place. So it will not only have huge influx of international students wanting to come into Australia because they can come in, go into 14 days lockdown um, and then go to university. There's a whole range of other different areas in Australia that would benefit greatly from us being COVID-19 free because the rest of the world won't pretty much be COVID-19 free for quite a long time. So I think there's a lot of um, economics around this at this point in time. The stock does look good. It really does look good and I think it will do well and I think it will continue to do well. But what a lot of people do is they expect that because the stock has been really bullish in the past and A2 Milk's been one of those stocks that was really bullish up, for, up until probably the last 12 months and they expect it to do that again. It's not going to happen. It'll be a nice stock in our marketplace um, and right now it does look good. I do like it. So good pick. Um, hopefully this answers your question or, or all of the question that you had because it was quite a large one. The next question we got from a guy called Phil or C Phil. Um, Hi Dale, I've been following your segment for some time now and also recently ordered a copy of your book. Thank you very much for doing that. 
Um, I was hoping if you could give me your perspective on QBE, please, in my honest, IMR, I think that's in my opinion, okay? It is a relatively defensive stock and presents good value for the medium term. QBE is an interesting one. It used to be a brilliant stock, you know, prior to sort of you know, the early 2000s. It was a magic stock and you could just make a lot of money at it. I know, you know, prior to 2000, I used to make a lot of money out of it, but let's go and have a look at the chart. Um, it's a little bit of a different case right now. Insurance stocks, tend to be terrible um, or quite often terrible uh, and you can see here looking at that left hand side of the chart that's a real volatile stock currently it looks bearish currently it looks very very bearish um, I don't know whether it's good value for you but that's not a good value stock to me you can see there's huge huge resistance around that $15 mark and it's been trying to get sort of that through that since 2011 so nine years it struggled to get through that $15 odd dollar mark it did a little bit there but it stayed below it so that doesn't mean a good valued stock to me that just means a stock that has lots of issues it's not growing and you can see if we go back even further it's all-time high was way back in September 2007 so 12 and a half years ago it's been falling for 12 and a half years so is that good value no uh, is it cheaper yes it was $34.53 and now it's around $8 um, but doesn't make this a, a good stock to put in your portfolio would I put this in my portfolio now no absolutely not and we can see here the current last week's bar you can see one two and a bit weeks up and look how bearish that bar is compared to what we saw on the all ordinaries index and what we're seeing we saw on A2 milk um, and even on NEA this is a much more bearish uh, move at the moment um, and that would suggest to me that that low is in jeopardy of being broken that low of seven dollars and 13 so i'd stay right out of that um, as i said it does not look good at this point in time uh, you need to ask the questions because it, this is really where for stocks falling heavily and it's a good big blue chip stock like qbe has been and it's been a darling of the market before that 2000 2007 high it was a great stock to own but we do need to ask the question, why is it struggling at this point in time? AMP is one of those other ones, another big insurance stock. Every time it goes up, it turns around and falls and disappoints people and people keep trying to get into it because they think it's cheap and it keeps falling away. I mean, AMP has been falling away most, most of its history and so I think it floated 98, um, I think, and it's been going down ever since. Uh, it does have rises like I was talking about before, but what those rises are just a rise up in the big downward move and it's been continually doing that next question we got from Matthew he says hello I find your shows most interesting well I'm glad you do Matthew thank you for supporting us he goes what do you think of MSB or Mesoblast I've been buying passes with all my spare cash dividends etc since February the stock had an all-time high near $10 back in 2011 and it seems to be very gappy I'm looking at a buy and hold strategy um, I don't do buy and hold uh, if you've been watching my um, videos I don't buy and hold is just a terrible strategy uh, for making better money it's uh, you'll get very very average return at best I don't know why you're buying this stock it just looks terrible to me um, and I don't I seriously don't know why you're buying this stock if it's been going down for that much. it's been going sideways since 2016 this is not a buy and hold stock it's a trading stock as you can see even way back here if you'd own that stock way back in 2007 you'd still be in no better position than what you are today 
Um, so buy and hold this stock is, is, a, is not a good strategy for you. you. There's much better stocks. If you're looking at a buy and hold strategy, whilst I don't necessarily suggest people do that, I suggest you being an active investor. That means buy my book. I'll show you how to be much more of an active. You'll make far more money and you'll have a lot less risk if you do that. But having a buy and hold strategy on a stock like this is not good. You're better off on some of the bigger banks. Um, you're better off on things like West Farmers, your Woolworths, those sorts of stocks rather than a meso blast. But right now, it struggles at $3. Um, it's been up the last um, month, as you can see there. It's been up the last few weeks, but yeah, it doesn't excite me as a stock. That really doesn't excite me as a stock. But thanks for um, you know putting that in there. But again, you need to be smart about what your strategy is with your portfolios. And, and looking at this, it seems, you know, if you're dollar cost averaging into this stock, um, again, it's not a it's not an investor's stock. It's very much a trader's stock, and people would have good rules around getting in at an early uh, early point, and then obviously holding it while it's running up and getting out nice and early. So right now, as I said, I think I'd find a new strategy if I were you. But thanks for sending in your question. I really do appreciate that, and um, thanks everybody for sending in your questions. Um, we do get too many questions. That we're getting so many questions and comments on our channel at the moment uh, of people, and and thank you for doing that for everybody that does that um, but please I can't answer everybody's questions and and support everybody this is something that we do for free to help everybody else but we can't get to everybody um, but as I said thanks for watching till the end of this video and sending in your questions but if you do have a question you'd like me to answer just stick them um, below in that chat so and I will get to answering them and remember we do these uh, reports here every Monday uh, weekly so and we also do our live stream every Tuesday night 7 to 8 p.m. so see you tomorrow night on our live stream but Remember to hit that subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so you know when we upload our next videos. But for now, goodbye, good luck, and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.